What's up guys, today I have a talk with Serious Exams Rita Nasser. Hello! Hi, how are you? Thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for taking the time to do this. Of course. It's actually um, fun how this happened. We already had a brief talk before we started this talk, but yeah. maybe to give the, the listeners some, some context around the whole <laughs> story. We actually never met before. I never heard of your name before until yeah. one of my clients reached out to me and said like, hey, I'm getting these messages from some <laughs> Rita from the States and she <laughs> says that she's playing my remix and people are requesting it on Serious Exam and what the hell, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, and then I started looking you up and, and check if everything was legit, what he says and <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's uh, yeah. Ended up being a great Make story. sure I'm not catfishing anyone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so, so then we started connecting and uh, I noticed that you are a, like a... What's the title that you have at SiriusXM? So I'm, I'm a program director at SiriusXM. Okay. What does that um, mean? Like what's your day-to-day -day look like? So my day-to-day -day is a lot of listening to music, a lot of choosing music, a lot of figuring out, you know, what songs are doing well, what songs aren't doing well. Uh, what songs and artists we we are building up, what songs and artists, you know, we feel really passionate about. Um, so a lot of my day does get dedicated to music. That's fine. Um, but I'm also I'm also a host, so okay. I get to talk on the radio every day. Every uh, day? Every day, Monday to Friday. Wow. Uh, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Eastern. Uh, and I get to talk about dance music, so, you know. That's great. How did your yeah. how did your uh, passion for dance music started? Like, it, ha have you been an artist yourself, or where did that thing started? Uh, no, so it's it's actually my story's a little crazy. So I was in college, and I was 19 years old, and I was kind of lost. I had no idea what I wanted to do, mm -hmm. um, uh, which is the normal thing for 19 year olds <laughs> at this, you know, and. Um, I think I was, I, yeah, I was driving to school and I was listening to the radio and they had a contest happening and they were like, um, win a meet and greet with Selena Gomez. And at this point, you know, Selena Gomez was the biggest thing in any teenager's lives. So I was like, oh, okay, let me, let me try to enter this. So it was just like retweet a tweet. So I was like, okay, cool. So I retweeted the tweet and then uh, they reached out to me like an hour later and they were like, hey, you won. I was like, oh, cool. I was like, that's awesome. I was like, let me bring my little sister. That'll be cool. Um, at the time I lived on Long Island, which is a suburb right out of the city. Um, but they were like, yeah, it's in Manhattan. Come to New York City on this day and you know, you can meet her. And I was like, oh, cool, awesome. So I went to this radio station. Um, at the time it was like CBS Radio 92.3 now. Uh, it was one of the it was one of the big uh, top forty stations in New York City at the mm -hmm. time, and I went with my sister, and you know I walked in and I was like, wow, I was like, this is so cool, like I, this place is so cool, um, and then I saw people around my age, like nineteen, twenty, twenty one, uh, walking around working. I don't know if they were interning. Some of them were working, um, and you know they got to have firsthand experience with like Selena Gomez and I'm sure other artists as well, and I was like this is so cool. Like, I was like, this is awesome. I was like, I, I feel like, and I turned to my sister who's I think 14 at the time. And I was like, I want to work here. And she was like, are you out of your mind? You're crazy. And I was like, no, I, I want to work here. I was like, this is so cool. She's like, what are you, what's wrong with you? Are you crazy? So then, uh, they gave me tickets to a concert that day that they were hosting. From so, Selena. um, 
for no it was actually just like a, another concert it was some artists that they were presenting okay um and they gave us tickets it was like a week later so then i was like okay i was like let me go i was like i, I didn't really have interest in going to the actual concert but i was like let me just go and try to talk to the people who work there so i was on my way home that day and i actually sat on the train with a girl whose older sister interns there and i kind of picked her brain about it and she was like she loves it you should do it it's a great opportunity whatever and i was like okay cool so uh i was like okay i'm gonna go to the concert i'm gonna talk to them talk to whoever works there and kind of just you know like push my way in in a sense networking Uh, (laughs) yeah it was yeah so then i was like I contacted them through Twitter, which is how they they talked to me at first. And I was like, hey, I was like, I just want to say thank you so much. I had such a great time, whatever. And they're like, yeah, you're welcome. They were super nice about it. So then when I went to the concert, I was like, hey, would would love to like meet up with you guys. So I I met up with the morning show crew. Um, This guy's name was Brian. He was really, really sweet. Um, And I was like, I want to intern for you guys this summer. If you guys have any availabilities, they're like, yeah, send us your resume. I was like, okay, cool. I send them my resume. Uh, the following day, uh, they were like, listen, we can't take you. You don't have any experience in radio, like you, you know, or any experience in music. At the time I was working at a restaurant, like I had no experience. I was 19 years old. Like how much experience was I going to have? Um, so then I, at that point, I, I just felt really crushed. Cause I was like, I feel like I just really saw a future in this. And I feel like I really just, I don't know. I just had this like vision where I was like, I can imagine myself doing this, um, 10 years from now and being so happy and yeah. you know i just felt like my dreams just got crushed well even though the dream just had gotten made like <laughs> a week beforehand yeah. but i was just like damn i was like i really i really thought i found what i was looking for and then um i kept being like guys let, let me know what i can do i want to intern for you guys like next semester or next year like i will do anything i possibly could to just try to get in there i want to i want to get that experience like let me know what was wrong with my resume i will i'll do whatever they're like yeah, you know, maybe you should join your school radio station. Maybe you should, mm. whatever. So I was like, okay, cool. So then, like a week later, I was still really upset about it. They called me and they were like, uh, "Someone just dropped out." Um, and since you've been so persistent, yeah. we're just gonna hire you. Like, whatever, just just come on in. And I was yeah. like, oh my god. I was like, when do I start? They're like, tomorrow. Be here at five in the morning. And I was like, what? What? I was like, oh my god. Okay. So then, um, you know, I did that. I, uh, the guy, Brian, I was telling you about ended up being my mentor. Mm-hmm. He basically taught me everything I possibly needed to know about editing, about music, um, uh, like editing interviews. I, I was, I worked with a morning show, so I got to, you know, work with them during their full live show. I got to screen calls. I, I got basically like all of the experience in radio that you can possibly get, yeah. especially during like a live show. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got to experience that. It was truly one of the best experiences of my life. Um, and then, you know, after that I was, I I just knew I fell in love with it. And I was like, let me, I was like, let me, um, see if my school, my college has a radio station. They didn't. So at that point I was like, I'm going to start it. I'm going to start my school radio station. So, um, you know, I talked to a bunch of people there, got to make that happen, which was really cool. Mm -hmm. And then, which is, it's still running today. I've been out of college for four for four years now. How, yeah. How old the, are you now? The, I'm 25. 25. Okay. So this was all yeah. six years ago. It was, I got out of, yeah. So 21, I graduated. No, hmm. I was, I was 21 when I graduated college. Oh. So about four years ago. It's not too long three, ago. Yeah. Yeah. Not too long ago. So 
yeah, so it's still running today, which is really cool to see. Um, so then within that time, I was like, okay, after my, you know, an internship is only three months. So I was like, what am I going to do after? Um, and I got to just talk to a lot of people and see so many people, especially my age. And I just saw how hungry they were. And I was like, that just built up my passion a little bit more, uh, being in the industry. Um, so then after that, you know, they, they have like part-time positions where it's just like, you can apply to like, they want like people to go to a random CVS and hand out stickers just to make like the radio station known where, you know, we hand out like t-shirts, we hand out like prizes and they, they make you go all around like New Jersey, Long Island, mm-hmm. uh, Staten Island, Brooklyn, like everywhere just all around promotion? New York just to promote the channel. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. School. So t- yeah, it was crazy. So I was like, okay, yeah, I'll apply for it, whatever. So it was a part-time job. I was making like $10 an hour. Like me going to the city and coming back didn't even like, it didn't even like cover that to be honest. <laughs> uh, but but I but I did it and I did it for about a year. Um, I hated it, but what, what were you gonna do? At that point, I was just like, I just want something on my resume. Yeah. It wasn't radio at all. I didn't have anything to do with like editing. I didn't have anything to do with what I, what I truly loved. Um, but you know what, at that point I was like, I kind of just want to get my foot in the door. I'm going to do this and whatever. Uh, so then after that, I was like, okay, it's time for something new. I want to go back into programming. I want to go back into editing. I want to go back into just the music aspect of it, the on air aspect of it. Um, how do I do that? So then now I was going into my senior year of college and I was applying to a bunch of internships, but at this point I've had enough experience, you know, I I had my internship. I had my job and I had the school radio station. So within one year, I was able to build all of that experience. Um, so then someone who I had been working with at 92.3 was like, hey, if you're looking for an internship, like you should try Sirius XM. And I was like, I don't know what that is. And he, she was like, look into it. It was one of the best experiences of my life. Isn't, isn't uh, it one like, like, like the one of the biggest ones in, uh, in New York? It, it is. It is. You but, should... you know, at that time I was like 20. I didn't really – my parents aren't from – the u.s so mm-hmm. they didn't you know they only listened to fm so i just didn't really grow up on it and you know it was just one of those things where i was just kind of like okay like let me look into yeah. it you know and then i did and i was like whoa this is you know my dad knew who howard stern was mm-hmm. um and he knew howard stern had to do with sirius xm but you know once i tried to like tell my parents a little bit they were like oh okay that's cool mm-hmm. uh so then i looked into it and I, I, of course i didn't realize how massive they were until i stepped foot in the building And, um, so at that point I had experience in top 40, which is pop music is basically like my, my passion. It was my passion at, at that point. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, the HR recruiter placed me with hits one, which is our top 40 Sirius XM hits one. It's our top 40 channel. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were like, okay, like we're going to place you with them. We're going to have you interview with them. So, uh, after looking at my experience, I interviewed with them. Um, they called me like a week later. They're like, we want to have you in for as an intern. Um, So that was what I spent my summer going into my senior year of college doing. And that was just like a, it was a whole just other experience. Like I was like, and I thought at my other radio station, I was like in love. But like when I did this, I was like, this is just, it's different. What was the difference between those? First of all, there's, there's a big difference between FM radio and, um, uh, and, uh, I'm sorry, terrestrial radio and satellite radio. One, like one of the biggest things was that there's no commercials. Mm-hmm. So I just couldn't figure out like why, why is there no commercials? So, you know, it's a subscription. You have to pay, you have to pay to listen. Okay. Um, and it's, it's just internet or how does that work? Uh, no, it's in, it's in cars. It's in a lot of cars. Um, and you have to pay subscription. You have to pay subscription for it. So, 
um, oh. when you first buy a car, they give you like three months, three to, I, I believe they give you three months free and mm-hmm. then people start listening to it and they fall in love with it and they're like, wait, like I want to keep it. Uh, so one of the things that I fell in love with was one, they're so, you know, rather than making, so uh, FM radio a lot is based on ratings. So you basically have to listen to uh, what the ratings are saying and mm-hmm. At Sirius, you kind of got to do what you got, you felt is right, and then you got to see the feedback, and then you can fix it, and then it was just, I don't know, I, I can't explain it. It was just very, it was very different. Sounds like very, more like, freedom. A lot more freedom, yeah. and you you kind of get to hear the creativity. So if you listen to a radio station, a big part of what goes into it is the stuff that plays in between the music. So it's like the the little jingles and mm. like the little clips, and you know, at ninety two three, I didn't really hear that. It was just very just like you know loosely produced in a sense not to you know mm-hmm. say anything bad about them but it, it, that's just how fm radio is it's their their main focus are the hosts and the, the music whereas they at sirius xm focus on every aspect of it in a sense of making it just incredible and very different for you um so i got to see one how they had connections with all of these artists uh that's one um, two, I got to see just how much creativity and how much freedom went into it. There's, there's a lot less rules. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing was it's uncensored. I can, you can curse, you ah. can say whatever you want. And that's different, there's right? Because no, in the States, it, everything's censored. I, I'm breathing censored. So you can curse. There's certain channels where you can't curse, but there's uh, most, like most of them you can, yeah. you can say whatever you want. When I got at, at uh, the, at the FM radio station, like I just saw the host just, couldn't get on the air. They were just so uniformed in a sense where they were like, okay, I have to talk about this contest. Okay. I have to talk about this ad. I have to talk about LASIK eye surgery. And I was like, what? So then I come in here and like, I got to witness their morning show and they could talk. I could literally be like, I'm so sleepy. I could talk about how sleepy I am for an hour. As long as I make it entertaining, it's okay. Um, so to be able to do that, I was like, wow, this is really cool. Um, yeah. And then on, on top of that, obviously, like, I just got to see like the relationships they all had with these artists. And then like the number one thing out of all of this is that it's national, it's a national broadcasted service, meaning you can hear it all throughout the States. You can hear it in California. You can hear it in Utah. You can hear it in Ohio, whereas terrestrial station, you can only hear it in that like certain area that you're in. So like someone in California has no idea what 92.3 is, whereas someone in California will know exactly what Sirius XM is. Mm. Um, so that was obviously the biggest thing where it was like, whoa, it, it just has, it has a massive, massive audience. And you can see like how many subscribers we had. I think at that point it was like 20, 29 million. Now, now they're up to like 36 million. Holy shit. Uh, just and the then States we just, or worldwide? Uh, it's the States and Canada. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. So that's, that's the, uh, it's North America mm-hmm. is a subscription. And then we just acquired Pandora as well. So, uh, now, now we kind of work hand in hand with Pandora. Uh, so now all together we have a hundred million subscribers, which is oh, really cool. Wow. That's a lot. Yeah. 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 So, you know, when I started there, I was like, this is just, it's just different. It's, and then the dynamic in the building was different. Whereas at, 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 the terrestrial station I was at, there was one program director, three hosts, mm-hmm. one music director, and then I come to Sirius and there is h- hundreds of channels. Like there's like, you can think of any channel you can think of. They have they have like 
a 70s channel they have <laughs> an 80s channel they have like a jazz channel a yoga channel a spa channel uh, you know it was just like whoa and every single one had a program director and then someone working yeah. under them and then like as many hosts like and i was like whoa so that also opened up my eyes where i'm like at 92.3 there's like everyone's fighting for one position whereas here there's so many opportunities like there's i, I work alongside like 80 program directors you know what i mean so it's like going from a station where they had one now where there's like so 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 yeah. many i was like wow you know you kind of see the opportunity there too mm -hmm. uh where i'm like i can see a future here uh so i did that and then the next fall the next year once i finished my internship i was like i i love this place they 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 also made it such a good experience for me like and they're like the serious xm internships they just do such a great job with making sure that they treat their interns like gold mm -hmm. uh like they are so against like you don't get coffee you don't get you know like you don't do any of those stereotypes like you, you, you actually do, learn something you actually learn like yeah. we're not here to waste your time and we're here to make this experience so good for you that you want to work here and that's exactly what they do and that's exactly what they did for me and i was like you know screw fm radio i am gonna focus on satellite radio like this is just so yeah. amazing so then um yeah so then i actually worked under this guy named tommy at the time on on hits one and he just like you know he was just kind of like me like he had that like same passion he he loved radio so much he was also on the air i used to stay late every day just to shadow him while he did his on-air show like i he, you know him and i just we he taught me so so much and he he was just someone i just got so lucky to meet him mm -hmm. and um so then once my internship ended obviously i was upset uh i went into my senior year of college i was like let me finish off school let me focus on just like you know at this point i've been working so much and i all my internships i wasn't getting paid for them so i also had to work like at a restaurant to like pay to be able to go back and forth and uh so i had no life uh so then my sounds senior like year, a lot of like, dedication yeah it was a lot so yeah. then my senior year of college i was like you know what let me take this time let me focus on the school radio station but let me just like i, I just want to be free for a year and then once i graduate college i'm going to go back into it so my my senior year I, I focused on school i focused on my school radio station i had quit my uh the part-time job at 92.3 uh so i was actually still working there while i was interning at syria so it was just a lot um so then i, I quit and then uh, I finished off my school year and then around, you know, I was going to graduate in May. So around uh, March, I think, mm -hmm. uh, Tommy, Tommy, the guy who I interned for, he's like, they're looking for part time workers. Uh, are you interested? And I was like, oh, my gosh, absolutely. I applied. Uh, they called me. Uh, oh, I. Uh, OK, no, actually backtrack a little bit. I, I was looking at Sirius XM openings mm -hmm. and I applied for like 50. That's what 50. happened. I applied for 50 different openings. Like, I don't care if it was like the person who restocked the fridge. Like <laughs> I was like, I want to do anything I possibly can to get my foot in the door here. So, um, I kept getting rejection <laughs> letters over and over again. I was like, Oh my God. I was like, what's happening. So then finally Tommy, I reached out to Tommy and I was like, I, I really want a job once I graduate, like whatever. So then he was like, okay, like let me apply for music. So I was like, oh, okay. Like I was applying for sports. I was applying for talk. I was applying to all these places where I was like, oh my God, I have no idea what I'm doing. Um, so then, yeah, I applied for the music part-time position. Then Tommy went to the manager, the hiring manager and was like, like hire her. I'm telling you, like, you know, 
because I, you got to work with me yeah, firsthand for a long time. Yeah, they working with you. So. Exactly. So then, um, you know, I went in for three different interviews. I got hired. I was part-time. And uh, this part-time coordinating gig, I actually got it right uh, right after, like, August. So I had got to enjoy my summer, and then I started in August. Um, so then what happened? Okay, so then, you know, I started there. It was a part-time gig, so basically you just help out whoever needs help. Uh, so it could be any channel, like any channel. I worked on the Broadway channel. I worked on, like, it, it was just like the the metal channel, like the, any channel. The yoga you channel possibly, seems interesting. The yeah, the yoga, everything, everything you could possibly do. Like every day would be something different. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, this is like this is cool. I'm getting to have exposure at, in so many. You know, I was only familiar with Top 40 at the time. I'm I'm having so much uh, exposure to different channels and different genres and whatever. So then. Um, within that time, Tommy knew I wanted to be on the air and, uh, he was like, I know I can see you on the air. I know, like, I can imagine you being a host. And I was like, okay, you know, I'm 21, I'm 21 when I started. So then I was like, okay, one day it's a dream. Like one day I'll get there. So then he had moved from hits one to BPM and he was like, BPM is looking for a host just tell me when and I'll I'll guide you. I'll show you how to use the mic and whatever. And I was like, I don't, oh my God. I was like, no, not yet. I was like, I'm scared, like whatever. So he was like, just go in and try. I was like, I don't know anything about dance music. I was like, I know maybe Avicii, like <laughs> maybe levels. Like that is like the extent of my knowledge of dance yeah. music. Um, and he was like, listen to BPM for two weeks, get your ass in there and record yourself. I was like, oh, fine. So then I did it, and then I was like, don't send it to everyone, anyone, don't show it to anyone, don't show it to your boss, like his boss, who mm -hmm. gets to approve whether he wants me or not. I was like, please don't. He's like, okay, I won't. And then what does he do? He sends it to him, and then his boss, who is also, who's my boss now, um, his name is Geronimo, he like heard me, and he was like, we need to get around the air. And I was like, what? And he was like, he contacted me. He was like, he's the vice president of dance and electronic at SiriusXM. So, he, you know, me as a part-time person heard about this guy and was like, he's like this big boss. Like, I don't know, you know, I don't want to like deal with a big boss right now. Mm -hmm. I just started. So then um, he, he would like ask me for, he's like, hey, can you um, do this, record this, record it like this. So I kept making more. So I kept any time I possibly could, I just kept making more. Mm -hmm. uh, recordings and then he was like okay i'm gonna so after a year of doing that while i was still working there um he was like okay i'm gonna put you on the air uh so then within that time i had gotten promoted to be full-time there and i was working on like the 70s channel the 80s channel and the gospel channel and then the margaritaville channel which is like jimmy buffett's channel so you know when you're new you get like assigned those channels yeah, so, so, so you have I was quite like, some knowledge about different kinds of music now <laughs> Exactly. So it was cool. You know, it was cool to experience it. So um, I was doing that at the time, working full time on those channels. And then um, Geronimo was like, I'm going to put you on the air, whatever. I was like, wow, okay, that's amazing. So then, you know, so now it's been three years since I've been on the air. And okay. I, within that time, I, I taught myself, I taught myself dance music. So, yeah. you know, researching it, researching it every day. And then, you know, just like, living it every day being able to and then he was like we're gonna send you to festivals you're gonna cover festivals i was like i have to learn it you yeah. know and I, i'm not gonna lie the first year was such a struggle like if you listen to my interviews i was like you can tell i had no idea what i was talking about <laughs> I, was like, I don't know how they still let me do this but I, I, yeah so now now you know i've within that time i've grown a passion for it and um 
So within that time, Tommy was on the air Monday to Friday. I they put they had put me on overnights, and he was uh, the EPD of BPM, so right under Geronimo. And uh, Tommy was like, "I'm leaving. Like I'm I'm going to a different department." He was moving to the digital department. I was like, "What?" So then, Geronimo and I had gotten to work together. He was like, "Okay, we're looking for an APD for BPM. Uh, I want." to be rough and i was like whoa i was like that is like a really big responsibility you know it's a very high profile channel that, on that's our like, platform. Program, I was like program director or what's the yeah so okay. so apd is the associate program director so um it's just um it's basically you just work right under the program so it goes part-time and then a coordinator where you kind of just work on the channels you do what you're told and then the apd was the associate program director we call it the assistant music programmer actually okay and yeah. um we work right under the program director whereas like you you get to take on more responsibility in a sense like if the pd the program director is not there mm -hmm. uh you're able to take on more responsibility you can help with the music you can help with you have a more of a hand in it rather than just doing the technical work day to day mm -hmm. uh so then at that point i think I, yeah i had gotten promoted to apd um a few months prior to that so then geronimo was like i want i want rita to be the, the apd of bpm if tommy's leaving Uh, so then I was like, this is huge. Like, this is massive for you to be asking for me, for someone like him to be asking for me. Like, he's he's like a legend in the dance world. So, like, it was just like a really, really big deal. And I was like, okay. So then, you know, they took me off 70s, 80s, all those other channels. Um, but in that time, I was actually working on Pop 2K as well as a coordinator. Um, it, it's the pop hits of the early 2000s. So that's, I got to kind of stick to my, my early passion, like in pop, Hit but then music. also kind of start my new... Yeah, and also kind of start my music, uh, start my passion in dance. So it was, it was cool, which I, I actually still work on today. Mm -hmm. um, but anyway, so then he asked me, and I was like, okay. I was like, you let me know what I have to do. And then um, I took over that position, and then Tommy left on air. So then I ended up getting the 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. shift Monday to Friday on the air. And That's a yeah, lot of time. Yeah, yeah. So it's really cool. So now I live and breathe dance music and I still get to have my hand in um, pop music because I work on yeah. the uh, early 2000s pop channel. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I kind of have my both my passions in my hand, but that's basically how I got into dance music. And then I got to go to they sent me to Ultra. They sent me to EDC Vegas. They sent me to EDC Orlando. They sent me to Electric Zoo. And I was like, I, I've never I had never been to a dance festival before. And I was like, holy crap this is incredible i was like this is so amazing um so yeah so then that's that's just basically how wow that's I quite got a story into it. and that's yeah and it's so crazy to think that i'm you know like it, it's just like this wasn't that long ago and to think that i've been able to yeah. go through that much is it's a good experience yeah but I think... i'm just gonna turn my air condition on let me know if uh oh yeah sure no it's worries. too loud okay but like it it sounds like um Like I said before, you're a dedicated dedicated girl and you've been working a lot, of, like for free, making a lot of hours, uh, giving it your all to actually put your foot between the door. Um, yeah. And it paid off, you know, like this few years later, you've been at the position where you wanted to be. Well, you didn't know yeah. you wanted to be there because you didn't even know <laughs> what dance it's, music was. It's so crazy to think about because when I think back to when I was 19 years old and I was like, wow, I one day I'll get there, one day I'll be a host, yeah, yeah. And one day I'll be a program director. And um, to think that I'm I'm there now is just like, it's surreal to me. And yeah. 
and one of the things that I got to learn working under my, my boss Geronimo is that he has helped so many artists um, mm-hmm. make make it big. And I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. I was like, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna follow your footsteps, and I'm gonna do that. And well, I you got started that. with it. Well, yeah. So now I'm like, okay. So now I kind of you know I just got pr- uh, promoted to program director um, a few months ago. So now I have you know I have more of a hand in the music i have more of like a I, i'm able to do these things in a sense yeah. so that's I, when you know what i was wondering because now um now that you're program director you can you can pick the music right which you're playing yeah yeah and what i was wondering what i thought was well interesting to see is when you started playing the bootleg of josh yeah um that's an unofficial remix right so how, yeah. how can you play that on the radio like i i, ne- I didn't really understood how that work i to be honest i don't i don't think we can <laughs> <laughs> i don't think we can um <coughs> um the record label if they if they wanted to they could be like take it down or yeah. if the artist was like heard it they could be like take it down um but you know we kind of did it and also like we have a relationship with that record label mm-hmm. um and again at the end of the day it's exposure for their artist yeah that's so true. i don't see why they would be like take it down i was um, just wondering because i i heard it like my unofficial bootleg gets airplay on sirius xm <laughs> blah, blah blah and yeah. i've heard one of these stories before because here in the netherlands i'm not sure if you're familiar with uh, radio 538 of course, yeah. Oh yeah, you are okay. I love weird. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, at that I I still remember when Levels uh, wasn't released officially yet. They yeah. already played it on radio. Yeah. And I, that that <laughs> it's was a big also risk. You can yeah. get in a lot of trouble. <laughs> yeah. That was also like I was like, what the fu- how how can they play this song when it's not even released yet? Because it was all over the internet. Like the, yeah. you can find it anywhere. It just wasn't <laughs> released official. So it's it's just basically like. Yeah, you can get you can get in a lot of trouble, but I think at that point it was kind of just like Louis Capaldi started on Sirius XM. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he first he got his first ever radio airplay on Sirius XM, and mm-hmm. um, I think it was just kind of a. I we knew they wouldn't be against it. Like yeah, they just exactly. knew we wouldn't, yeah. unless it was a terrible, terrible remix. And yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it was just one of those things. But um, Geronimo actually did that same thing for. Um, Marshmallow. Hmm. Marshmallow got his first ever radio airplay on BPM. Uh, oh, really? He found Alone on SoundCloud and downloaded it from SoundCloud and played it on BPM. Yeah. Uh, I believe at the time it was it was official, but you know no one really like knew about it. Um, so yeah, I, I think there was only like one time that I know of that we've gotten in trouble for it. But yeah, it's it's kind of like a big risk. Yeah. Uh, but at this point, it was just kind of like you know we're gonna. We're gonna do it, and if they tell us to take it down, we'll take it down. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and you it, found it, this remix through SoundCloud as well, or how did you? SoundCloud. Okay, SoundCloud, so yeah. so is that like one of the main, uh, the main places where you, where radio people discover new talent? Um, yeah, it's it's one of them. I mean, I always keep an eye on all the other playlists. Um, on Spotify, you know, all of our competition. I always keep an eye out on them. Oh, on uh, other radio stations, playlists. And other other uh, mostly because there's not many dance stations here you know dance music is not like radio five it's not like the netherlands yeah. where it's like you know you go into a, a car and dance music is playing it's yeah, not like that here. So there, there's yeah there's not many um there's not many dance radio stations here so i i kind of have to keep an eye out on um 
playlists, uh, whether it's it's Apple, it's Spotify. I keep an eye out on those, and then um, I've kind of built in this industry. Um, I get music sent to me a lot, you know, and then also it helps being on the air yeah. uh, because not only am I a program director, but I'm also on the air. So not I. So a lot. What a lot of people don't know is that hosts don't choose the music. They act like <laughs> they choose the music, but the program directors choose the music. But in my sense, I do choose the music. Uh, so do you choose like one hundred percent for the for the host? Because I believe that in here in the Netherlands, it's like eighty twenty or eighty ninety ten. Um, we have certain shows where the host does get to choose, mm-hmm. um, but mostly, yeah, we we choose we choose it okay. all. Hmm. Um, yeah, like, and the host will be like, "Hey, can I play something?" And we'll be like, "Yeah." Um, or we have like specialty shows where uh, there's this host named Liquid Todd, and he brings us like brand new music, and he sends it to us first, and then uh, we're like, "Yeah, you can play." You know, so it, it really depends. Uh, yeah. But as for being in like rotation, yeah, we we choose every single song. Okay. Uh, I work with Geronimo, so he's he's the VP, so I, I have to run everything by him. Hmm. So uh, we we choose the music for for every single every single minute that's on on BPM. So. Uh, you know, a lot of people who are listening think as the host, I'm choosing the music. So they DM me, they 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 message me on Twitter, they message me on Facebook, and they're like, um, listen to my song, listen to my song, or they'll email me. So you know, I kind of get a lot of that too. Like I have a folder that I fill up every week, and then once a week I go through that folder and I mm-hmm. go through all of the music that was sent. So to you me do actually check them because that's one of the biggest of questions that that I get from artists like. I can yeah. send my music to radio programmers or like yeah. other DJs, but somehow nobody's listening. Uh, they, they, I listen. Listen, <laughs> I listen. I know Geronimo listens. I listen. Sometimes, yeah, it is overwhelming because I can get up to up to like a hundred emails, yeah. you know, in in a day of of just music. Uh, so like, it's yeah, it is difficult. It's difficult to go through every single song and. Um, the only thing they have to realize is we listen to about 45 seconds of the song. Yes, like click, um, click, click. So it has, to, it has to make an impact on you right away. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of artists, I, I know it's really frustrating for artists, but like, if I don't like a song, <clears throat> I'm just going to move on. Mm-hmm. You know, I, and I, I want, and I don't want artists to be like, or if I don't feel like it'll work on, on the channel. Like I've, you know, I've worked on the channel for, for three, three years now. So like, I know what the audience likes mm-hmm. and I know what kind of sound they're looking for. And then I also know what kind of so- a sound is good to experiment with. Mm-hmm. Uh, so within that time, I've, I've kind of just figured out like what works and what doesn't. And um, when people send me music, I'll, I'll listen. I'll, of course I'll listen, but I can't respond to every single one no, being like, it's impossible. you know, and then a lot of people will be like, Oh my God. Okay. Uh, well here I fixed it. I fixed it. I fixed mm. it. I fixed it. And I'm like, please stop like you know or or if i'm kind of just like if i do a lot of times what happens is if i do answer i'm like yeah um it's cool but you know it's just a little too slow they're like oh okay i pitched it up i'm like no 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 like you can't do that like um so i'm really careful with like what advice i give and uh i don't want to sometimes sometimes it's hard because i don't want to put their hopes up of being like yeah we will play it or like even if I say it's good or it's great, they're going to be like, she's going to play it on BPM. Yeah. No, because every week I only get to choose like three or four songs to add to the playlist and it needs to outdo every single other song that I'm looking at. Yeah. And that's a tough um, one. 
it's tough. It's tough. And it's, it's, yeah, I, I can't, I can't explain to you how difficult that is. And then I get a lot of backlash too, where they're like, you're picking favorites or you're not choosing my songs or you're not, you're not listening to them. And then I'm like, I promise, I promise you I'm listening. I just, I can't get back to every single person. I really can't unless I'm like, unless I hear the song and I'm like, it has just blown me away. And like, we're, we're going for it. But like, it's it's just it's difficult. It's like a lottery. I, it's like a lottery ticket. As in, uh, it doesn't happen a lot, but sometimes you have one of those tracks where you just instantly feel like yes, wow, yeah, yeah, and it, you know, it's just it's just one of those things that like I don't want artists to feel discouraged when you know they send they send music to a program director, uh, but they also need to be careful about kind of rubbing a program director the wrong way, mm-hmm. um, which which is it's happened to me so many times there's there's actually some some guy who sent me like four emails in one day um then just kept replying to those emails being like okay here's a radio edit okay here's an extended mix okay here's a remix i'm like calm down i haven't even listened to the original yet and then he somehow found my desk phone number and called me oh wow and then texted me and i was like stop stop like now i don't want to listen to your I, like i don't want to like stop yeah. <laughs> you know and it's just like there there comes like a certain point where i'm like you have to be professional i understand trust me like i understand persistency but like you have to do it in a professional way you cannot get like that or you just mm. get on someone's nerves and now like of course i'll look at the music sense of it i'll listen to it and i'll be like if it's good it's good but like there's gonna be something in my head where i'm like oh my god you're so annoying yeah you know what I mean? Like, like you have to be the right amount of persistent if you mm. want to, um, you know, make it in the industry. You can't, you can't just like get under people's skin and force it. You cannot force it. So, so um, what is the right, what actually. is the right amount of uh, persistency in, in your opinion? Like, how many times um, should people or could people email you before you think like, fuck, this is annoying. Listen, email me, email me a song and then email me a follow up, um, and email me a follow-up and then most likely if they follow up or re- reply um and then you know maybe if you do have a remix that comes out for it like two weeks later send it to me that's yeah. fine um don't call my personal phone don't don't it's 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 you know there's yeah. it's very easy to know what too close to do and what not to do yeah, <laughs> yeah. like don't text me don't text me on nine p- at 9 p.m on a saturday night don't yeah don't text my yeah don't call my work don't get my work phone number from someone else somehow you google i don't know what you did and call me off guard while i'm sitting uh like you know going about my day and i i pick up this random number like rita 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 have you heard my song i'm like whoa whoa like that that is when it's like okay like settle settle down a little bit yeah kind of stalking stuff yeah you know like they just and and i I've gotten people who've gotten like defensive. I've, you know, there was one time where uh, we had to drop a song because it just wasn't doing well for us. And uh, I, I believe their manager. So a lot of managers mess things up for these artists. So mm-hmm. they have to be really careful. Um, and he just kept texting. He sent me like the music video. He sent me like he he just kept texting me, texting me. And I was like, oh, please, like after we had like already tried the song dropped the song and i'm like it's not even on me at this point it's our audience that doesn't want to hear it and then uh he had emailed me and then emailed me again emailed me again 
him I was answering because I have a relationship with him and he um then finally was like can you send this over to a different station I was like no I was like I can't I was like if it didn't work for us he's like yeah but the audience is different like you you should and I'm like okay calm down like I can't you know what I mean you cannot force it like something that happened with Josh it was like I said it was supernatural Mm -hmm. it was very um you know it, it just happened in a way where it didn't feel forced and he just like he's been so professional about it I can't even explain to you like he'll follow up a few times and he'll be like hey like have you heard back from Universal and I'm like I'm like no not yet I was like don't worry just have patience like everything's very slow here he's like absolutely you know and then I could go a week or two without hearing from him he's like hey Rita just checking in I'm like you know what I mean like it's really how you go about it and like I said that doesn't take you away from your talents it doesn't take you away from how good your music is but again like you don't want to rub people the wrong way. You don't want to go into the industry and people being like, yeah. "Ugh, that annoying person." Like the connection, um, the connection that you have with your relationships is really important in the music industry. Of course, of course, it's very important. And in the end, in the end, um, it's, it's a human business. Yeah. Like if if no one likes you and no yeah. one, yeah. Really... Like I said, I don't. Mm-hmm. No, like I was saying, like I would never put. I would never be like that person annoyed me so I'm not going to play their song if it's a good song I would that's that's something I would never do but again you have to remember like every human being has like something in their head that's like uh, you know without you realizing it's pulling you back from something whereas like I want to organically like the song but if I like in my head like you've rubbed me the wrong way like I'm yeah a million times and it's between someone like Josh who is like so passionate and it's like so like think about it this way if I get two songs sent to me one is from an artist who just like really like came into my personal space is like whatever and I'm like okay it's a good song and then someone like Josh sends me a song and I'm like okay it's a good song um and I only have I only have one song to play that that weekend and I'm like or that that week um and I'm like, they're at the same level, but like, what's the difference between them? Yeah. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, like it, it does. Yeah, of course, talent really matters. But at the end of the day, like I, I do, I do want to like see their passion. I do want to mm. see that they're, they're going to be able to be in the industry and be professional in the industry. And someone like Josh is. Yeah. And whereas like some artists just aren't ready to be in that world yet. Like if you can't talk to a radio programmer, how are you going to play festivals? How are you going to play massive yeah. shows? How are you going to deal with fans? Um, and that's something like you just you just have to look at. And, you know, yeah, I also think that it's like the, the power of the of the favor, uh, the power of the favor is a big thing in the music industry. And that's where the personal yeah. aspect comes in. As in, yeah. like you said, if and you, it's tough. You, you have it's to tough. try to not do that. Yeah, yeah, you have to. Yeah. Um, but you're a person. You can't help it. You can't. Exactly. You can't help it. We all have you know, like an like, allergic zone where we just have people that we don't like. Simple. Yeah, and it's just you can't, like, you 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 obviously can't be biased towards it because of their talents. But sometimes when there is a suit like a decision being made like that like maybe that does come maybe it does come into play not saying it has many times but i'm just saying like it it might you know true yeah 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 well thank you for giving some uh some insights about the the world of radio and the world of serious exam yeah Um, yeah i I think djs well mostly music producers and other artists will probably get some value out of this episode as in uh having a deeper look into the radio world because a lot of people don't know what's happening behind the scenes yeah uh so thank Um, you for taking the time to actually explain more about 
how all these things work and uh, uh, t- tell them your story because it's kind of a special story as well. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. It was it was really, really nice talking to you. And uh, I would love to have you on my show too one day. <laughs> yeah, uh, sure, no problem. Yeah, I'm actually, um, I'll be at AD this year, so. We should meet, I'm there as well. Yeah, absolutely, awesome. Yeah, we're actually, we're gonna be doing like live interviews and stuff, so I'd love to oh, have great. you on. Cool, yeah. we'll, we'll, uh, yeah. we'll talk later, and uh, thanks for, for yeah. the show. Great, thank you so much for everything. <laughs> Bye. Talk soon. Bye.